right, guys, coming at you with another quick one. I want to uh, answer a question that I've often heard concerning Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. And it has to do with the time when Jesus, after leaving the Passover supper, he went into the Garden of Gethsemane, which was located in uh, Mount of Olives. And there he prayed with his disciples. He took uh, three of his disciples, Peter, James, and John with him a little bit further. And he began to pray. And we know that great scenario when he prayed those three times and there were great drops of blood, sweat blood coming from his capillaries. But the point that I want to deal with is when he prayed and asked concerning that cup. So let's just go directly into Luke uh, chapter 20. I'm sorry. Let's do Matthew 26. And we're going to look at verse number 37. And I guess we'll go all the way down to verse 39, three verses. And we want to answer a particular question that has led to a great deal of confusion, a lot of powerful preaching, but is it really what Jesus was talking about? So let's just go into that particular issue. Matthew 26, 37. And he, that is Jesus, he took with him Peter and two sons of Zebedee, James and John. And he began to be grieved and distressed. Now, what we need to see, and I don't want to go into all of the Greek grammar at this particular time. It's a present tense. All of these verbs are present tense verbs. So whatever is going on, Jesus is experiencing this phenomena at the present time. And remember now, we're only a few hours away from Jesus being offered up on the cross. So it's not going to be long until he's arrested and then he's abused and then he will be judged and ultimately crucified. Okay. So we're just hours away from all of these events and he is now in the garden and there he is praying and notice what, what he says happened. He said he was very grieved and distressed. And to be honest with you guys, it doesn't even do any justice to actually the verbs that are being used here in the Greek. So he is deeply sorrowful and deeply moved at this time, even in a physical disparagement. He's very, whatever's going on with him at this. And we will, to be honest with you, I don't think we will ever know exactly what the Messiah went through at this particular point, because it's just, first of all, it's impossible for us to understand it. And you'll get that as we work our way through the text and I explain it. But anyway, so he says he was grieved and distressed, verse 38. Then he said to them, my soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch with me. So that's what he tells uh, Peter, James and John. As he moves away from the other disciples, that his soul, and that is the key. He didn't say his spirit. He said his soul. What you have to remember is this. As we are a tripartite being, so was Jesus in his humanity. And when I say tripartite, that is man is made of a body, physical being, a soul, and his spirit. Now, what you have to understand is this. It is the spirit of an individual in where he is, there is the animation of life. In other words, okay, the spirit of the, let, let me explain it just in case you, you haven't heard it. Remember, go all the way back in your mind to Genesis chapter two. And remember when God formed 
Adam's body from the ground. Now, as long as he was simply a body, it was just simply a mechanical device. It was biological, but it was a biologically mechanical device. It, there was no life in it until God did what? Breathed into that body and it became a living soul. So the point is this, it is the spirit that is the animation of life. Once the spirit leaves the body, then the body dies. Or as the Bible says, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. But the truth that we understand or the principle that I'm trying to bring you is this. The spirit is what gives life to the body. But not only are we a body and a spirit, but we are also a soul. A soul. Now, the soul of an individual is that part of a person that has to do with the seat of emotions, the seat of emotions, as well as the seat of the nature of the individual. Now, what I mean by the seat of the nature in the individual is simply this. We understand and remember, I've taught this many times. And just in case you're new here. The nature of a person has to do with that part of us that is alive unto God or dead unto God. Now, since the fall of Adam, when Adam fell in the Garden of Eden, when he disobeyed, every human being had a sinful nature. Every one of us. So all persons who were born thereafter were born spiritually dead or soulishly dead. We were all born, how should I say it this way? Dead in our sins and trespasses. So that, that was our occasion. So that, that's what I'm trying to explain to you when I say that the soul, our soul part of us, is disconnected from God or dead in sins and trespasses until we begin to have faith in Jesus as our Messiah. So when we believe in Jesus, we are born again. Our souls are made alive, or as the scripture says, it's quickened. Our spirit, our soulish part of us is quickened and we are made alive, okay? So that's the difference and that's basically what's going on here and it helps you understand what Jesus is beginning to experience. All right. So remember body, soul and spirit. Notice. Remember also too. let me bring this in too. the issue is not Jesus's spirit. Remember, it was on the cross when Jesus said he gave up his spirit. It is finished and he gave up his spirit. That's the spirit. But that's not the word that's being used here. Jesus is speaking of his soul now. And we'll get into that. And notice what he says. It was deeply grieved. So much, and it's and, and even I've thought about it myself, and I really can't imagine what he must have felt like, but it was so extraordinary, whatever was happening to his soul. Notice what he said. It feels like it's bringing him to the point of physical death. So whatever he was experiencing, it was causing him so much torment that the torment became physical. Okay, but now don't worry. It's not about dying before he gets to the cross. That's very, that's very important. All right. So that's not the issue. But the issue is that torment that he found himself under 
when he went into the garden. And that's our point. So he says, what to them? Let's continue reading the verse and then we'll explain this great thing. Remain here and keep watch with me. So he wanted some human companionship. Peter, James and John, stay with me. Pray with me. Just be here next to me, next to me. You know, that's just what we need in times of great hardship and despair. But let me finish. Verse 39. And he went a little beyond them and fell on his face and prayed. And here's our point for today. My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. Now, oftentimes you've heard many a great powerful sermons where they say Jesus didn't want to die. And so now you can see his humanity at this point as he begins to say and pray unto the father three times. Father, I don't want to die. That's not true at all. And, and, and because I understand how a person or even a minister can confuse it because it is kind of confusing with exactly what's happening to him at this point. So I won't be too difficult on you guys on this one, but here's the deal. It seems that it seems that he's asking that he should not go to the cross. But if that is the case, all of scripture would, would fall to a close. Cause remember the first prophecy in scripture deals with the death of the Messiah. How it said that what will happen, the seed of the serpent will bruise his, the Messiah's heel. So the very first prophecy in scripture speaks of the death of Jesus, the Messiah. And all throughout the scriptures, we, these prophecies, especially Isaiah 52, Isaiah 53, when it gets to that, that one that we know so well, he was wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquities, as well as the Psalm, Psalm 22 and on and on. So the, the scriptures continuously talk about the death of the Messiah. And not only that, even when we see Jesus in the book of John, when he first began to speak of his ministry, that is to Nicodemus. Remember, he said, for God so loved the world that he gave, gave his only begotten son, gave him to what? Gave him up unto death. And all throughout Jesus' ministry of three and a half years, whenever the issue concerning him coming to the cross came to the fore, Jesus always was adamant, saying that he came into the world for the purpose to die, and he wanted the Father to glorify his name, glorify the Father's name in Jesus' death on the cross. So my point is, he never ran away from that, even at the Passover table in the section where we are right now, right now. He said it's time for us to get to get about and let us go. And the, the time is at hand. He was talking about the time for him getting ready to die. So my point is this. He always wanted to die. If he skirted or avoided death, that would make this. That would mean that the scriptures would be broken. And what does the Bible always teach us? The scriptures can never be broken. So therefore, Jesus knew he came into the world for the purpose of dying. Now that he's at that point, he's not running away from it. OK, so that was not the issue. And remember what he said. Remember this. No man takes my life from me. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it up again. In other words, you could not kill Jesus. And then another thing, too. Also, we notice in the book of John, when they came to arrest Jesus, we saw the first offensive act of Jesus. What do I mean? 
when they came to Jesus, do you remember? Jesus said, whom do you seek? And they say, Jesus, the Nazarene. And all of a sudden they fell to the ground. They didn't fall to the ground. He knocked them to the ground. That was the first and only use of his powers in an offensive manner. How do we know? Jesus said, because if you came to arrest me, let my disciples alone, let them go. So he used his powers to protect them. Why? That, the, that his word might be fulfilled, that all that the father gave him, he lost none of them. So the point is, you couldn't kill him if he didn't want you to. You got it? You could not kill him. They couldn't even arrest him if he, if he didn't want them to. So the issue as he's in this garden is not about saving him from death. He never walked away. He, ne he never denied that. It, he knew that he came in this world the body of bulls and blood and the blood of goats. That's not what God wanted. But what a body you have prepared for me. So he knew that in the scriptures, it was always determined that he should die. And that's what I'm trying to hound that point. So when you get sometimes you hear some of the most wonderful stirring and shouting preaching about that. He didn't want to die. And this is what's going on in the garden. It sounds good. It may even make you feel good but it's not correct. All right, so now let me tell you what is actually happening here. Notice again what he said. Remember I told you, body, soul, spirit. What did Jesus reference here? His soul. He always knew God gave him a body that it should be given up to death on a cross. Cursed is he who hangs from a tree. But what he never knew, and remember when I say never knew, this is not knowing as God, but remember what the book of Philippians say, that once he became flesh, he gave up certain divine prerogatives. He did not exercise knowing all things all the time. All right. So he didn't function always in the sense of knowing everything all the time when he was in the flesh. That is the beauty of Philippians chapter two. So here we, here we have here another instance of something that he did not know. And here it is, here it is. So let me get to the answer because it went along far than what I had anticipated. But I didn't want to reach the fact of you guys thinking that he was in the garden praying that he didn't have to die. What was going on Eric? It was very simple. What was Jesus, and, and, and that's why I kind of gave you that long talk at the beginning about having that sinful nature. All of us are born with sin nature. All of us, all of us. Okay. Adam and Eve had a sin nature. Once they sinned. everybody else was born from Adam and Eve and we were all born dead. Notice we were all born. What dead? our soulish part of us, that part that connects us with God was dead. It had to be, alive, made alive by regeneration and rebirth. You got it. Now, Jesus was born alive. He is the only human being who was ever born in constant contact with the father. He was born spiritually alive. Unlike us, you see, we had to come into that regeneration process and being born alive unto God. But Jesus, when he was born from the womb of his mother, 
was in constant communication with the father. His spirit was always alive. In other words, what am I saying? He had no sin nature and therefore his soul sometimes thought of as spirit. You have to be careful with it, but his soul spirit was always alive unto God. Now, when he entered into the garden, remember, we're getting ready. It's getting close for the time for him to be arrested and then ultimately hung on the cross. Remember, when he hangs on the cross, what happens? He is paying the penalty. That's what the cross does. The cross is, and all of his sufferings, all of his sufferings, is the penalty for our sins. Okay? But what he was unaware of in his human nature was once he entered the garden, it will begin. And what took him by surprise? What was ours is now his. What do I mean? And that's what I've been trying to explain. We had a fallen nature, one that was separated from God. When Jesus entered the garden, this is what happened to him. Notice he says, something is wrong with my soul. In other words, he began to experience the disconnect that you and I had before we got saved. When we were dead in our sins and trespasses, now we see that disconnect now happening to Jesus. In other words, the full weight of our sins are now being laid upon him. And as we were once disconnected from God, dead in our sins and trespasses, now his human spirit, notice what I said. I didn't say his divine spirit. I did not say that. His human spirit, because he is a man just like us. Jesus had a body. We know that. He, that's what they put on the cross. He had a spirit. Remember, into thy hands I commend. I give up my spirit. And notice what he says here. My soul. So Jesus had what? A body, a soul, and a spirit. Just like we. All on the human side. So what has taken place in the garden is his human side, his human side of his soul and spirit is now being disconnected from God, an experience he has never had before. And, and it was, of course, it's clearly it was hidden from him in his humanity. And it shocked him to the point, notice, that it grieved him so much, he said, I feel like I'm dying. And so what we now see taking place in the garden is not Jesus requesting that God the Father should take the cross, that that cup, not, that is not the cup that he's referring to. It's a cup that he's spoken of once before, but that is not this present tense cup that Jesus is talking about. He is not asking the Father to take the cross away from him. He is saying this communion that we have always had is gone. This my soul connection to you is gone. At least take that away from me. And then that's when he acquiesced and said what? But not as I will, but thou will be done. So what is the point? When Jesus was in the garden, and when he was asking the father to take that cup away from him, no, it was not the cross he was asking to take the cup away from him. That was not that cup. 
But the cup that Jesus was speaking of was when his soul, his spirit became disconnected with God because it was at that time he was being made like us in every way. As we were dead in our sins and our trespasses, his soul spirit connection is now dead. And he said, I can't stand it. It feels like I'm about to die. So it was not the cross that Jesus wanted the father to take away. It was his communion that had got cut off that Jesus was saying, please restore our one-to-one -one father because I just cannot stand it. And did you know that?